Welcome to the Hypnotoad Podcast on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. It's the Round Mound of Sound. Andrew Simmel coming to you again with another TCU podcast going over everything important in the TCU kingdom. All right, let's go through it. TCU baseball, hot streak, took down my alma mater. What does that mean for the rest of the season? TCU football, kickoff against Colorado, big noon kickoff. Why it's big news. And then, of course, Impact Trophy watch list and going to wrap the podcast up like we always do with more women's basketball news. That is right. Women's basketball gets another transfer. What does it mean? All of that and more. But first, going to remind you, subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever you get the podcast. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast, you can subscribe, rate, review. Look. I'm not even asking you to subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, and resubscribe again. I'm just saying, do us a favor, subscribe one time, leave a, ra- a rating and a review, and you can win a free Harlan College Sports koozie by leaving a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot of the review, preferably a nice one, send it to the big boss, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, Pete Mundo at HartlandCollegeSports.com, and you can win a free koozie, because who doesn't love a nice cold beverage while listening to a podcast. All right, let's get into it. TCU downs Texas State. We record this podcast Wednesday afternoon. They took them down Tuesday night. And it's the first time in a long time, well, first time since about March, that I've rooted against my alma mater when TCU's playing them. That's how much I love you guys. I'm rooting against my Bobcats for you. Why was I rooting for TCU in this game? Because TCU needed the win. A lot more than Texas State did, to be completely honest with you. TCU needed this win because they continued their hot streak. They remain white hot, or should I say purple hot right now, because they are on fire. They are doing something that I didn't think was possible, and that's win consecutive games. They're on a six-game winning streak going into uh, Wednesday, and I'm very excited. They have two big series victories over Cal State Fullerton and Baylor. Now, the negative Nancy in me wants to say that Baylor isn't a very good program, and Cal State Fullerton Fullerton, before the season, I chalked it up as a series win, period. I didn't think that TCU would ever have a a tough time with that. So both those series wins, I have a little bit of a caveat on. I have a little bit of an asterisk. They're 8-1 in the month of May, which is great news because if you've listened to this podcast before, you know TCU football, of course, that's my first love. TCU basketball is having a little bit of a renaissance. But what TCU sports fans have really been able to make their bread on is TCU baseball. Horn, Frog, baseball is the thing that I think a lot of people know TCU for. So, I was expecting this baseball team to be a little bit better. To be completely honest with you, I didn't expect this much inconsistency. 31-21 and 21 on the season, which if you told me before the year that was the record, I would say a little bit of a disappointment. 11-10 and 10 in the Big 12. Now, maybe it's just because the Big 12 is the best baseball conference this year, just like they were the best football conference, just like they were the best... Uh, basketball conference, maybe that's the deal. The Big 12 is just hyper-competitive this season. Or TC baseball is underperforming, which is where I'm kind of leading towards. The pitching has kind of been a question all year. We've, we've mentioned that a couple times. Getting this win against Texas State was important because no matter whatever anybody else tells you, Texas State baseball is not something to sneeze at. They have a serious program down there in San Marcos. The Bobcats come to Fort Worth. You get the win on your home field. You continue this hot streak. Everything kind of feels like it's clicking. All right. TCU and Texas State, they traded home runs in the second inning. Shortstop Anthony Silva 
belted a two-run blast in center field that tied the score up at two apiece. Silva's shot sparked a stretch of eight unanswered runs for TCU. And then, of course, freshman left-hander Brendan Sloan, he got the start throwing four and one-thirds innings while holding Texas State to two runs on six hits, one walk, and one strikeout. TCU baseball, it kind of feels like, dare I say, it's back. What's interesting is they have to go to Manhattan, Kansas this week. They go, they leave tomorrow, Thursday. They play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's a three-game stretch. It's interesting because Friday night, normally the game that you have your lead pitcher throwing, going to have to be on a little bit of short rest. We do not know who that pitcher is at time of recording, who is going to pitch in that game. I can make some guesses. I can make some assumptions. I'm not going to make either one of those. What I am going to tell you is facts. Fact number one, Kansas State is one game ahead of TCU in the Big 12 standings. That's a fact. Fact number two, Kansas State is the premier rival of TCU in the conference. Fact number three, if TCU can get two wins in Manhattan, they jump the uh, Wildcats and they have a very I'm not going to say better shot, but they're going to have an okay shot here at winning the Big 12 tournament. Because, again, that's what matters most. Win the Big 12 tournament, repeat as conference champions, because that is what TCU baseball does. Do I think that they're going to sweep Kansas State? No, I do not. Do I think they could get two against Kansas State? It's going to be very tricky. I am playing the realist here. Kansas State has been a good team all year. I do think TCU gets both wins. I think they win two games. I don't think they get the sweep against uh, Kansas State in Manhattan, Kansas. If they can beat them in this type of uh, situation, a three-game series, I have a lot more faith going into the Big 12 tournament. All right, moving on. TCU football in Colorado. We have a kickoff time for you to start the season. 11 a.m. Central on September 2nd. It's going to be Fox's big noon kickoff, which I always think is very ironic. It's big noon kickoff, but most of these games are 11 a.m. because most of the games that they broadcast, of course, are in central time because of the Big 12, the Big 10. Most of the games kick off at 11 a.m., not noon, which I find very humorous, but that's just me, right? It's going to spotlight two of the most interesting teams in college football. Two of the teams that I think preseason are, one of them is getting a lot of respect. One of them is not getting any respect. Colorado comes in with Deion Sanders. They're trying to rebuild on the fly. He essentially said to all those guys, not two and ten team last year, Sayonara, see ya, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Remember? He said, pack your own luggage, no hats, no hoodies, no beanies, nothing. I want your I want to see the skin of your eyebrows during these meetings. I never knew wearing a hat during a football meeting would prevent you from learning the three technique, but hey. That's just me. I'm just a media guy, right? I'm not Deion Sanders. I'm not primetime. Colorado is getting a lot of respect coming in this game from media members. They're getting zero respect when it comes to Vegas. We'll get into that in a minute. It's an interesting game. It's between a team that played the national championship last year and a Colorado team that, to be completely honest with you, it's interesting because of Dion. Nothing going on in Boulder right now. Football-wise, should interest you. That's not been a good program for a while. The only thing that makes it an intriguing matchup is Dion. That is it. Now, what's interesting, last year, TCU 2-0 when featured in the big noon kickoff. Both those games came last year. A 34-24 win over Texas Tech and a 29-28 win over Baylor at Waco. 
They traveled to Boulder last season where Sunny Dykes debuted. They beat the Buffs 38-13. Max Duggan, of course, entered that game for an injured Chandler Morris, and they rolled off 31 answered po- unanswered points on their way to an undefeated regular season and a uh, trip to the national championship. This is what I'm getting at when we talk about the respect, right? TCU, I don't think they're getting nearly enough respect when it comes to the media. I've already seen a couple people talk about Texas being the team to beat in the Big 12. I don't love to see that. I don't love to see uh, the fact that TCU, who was a play away from winning the Big 12 last season, like they won the regular season, they lost in the Big 12 championship game to Kansas State, but they were a play away from beating Kansas State in that game. I don't love that TCU coming back with a quarterback who was the starter last year before he got injured. They're bringing Chandler Morris back. I don't love the disrespect that the media has been showing to our Horned Frogs. But what you can count on is Vegas. Because Vegas doesn't think with their heart. They think with their head. They think with their pocketbook. They think with their money. They want to make money. So how do you make money? How do you make the green fall from the sky? TCU is currently favored 20.5 points. 20.5 point favorite against Colorado in that opening uh, game. 20.5 points. Do you think they cover a three-touchdown spread? Do you think they cover a three-score spread against Colorado? Today in May, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure what we can expect from TCU football. I'm not going to tell you they're going to win by 21, and if you're going to gamble, gamble responsibly. Uh, 20.5-point favorite over Colorado. I hope Dion puts that on the big board. Hopefully, guys without their hats can uh, read that on the uh, whiteboard before the season. Okay, well, this news broke earlier, shifting gears here, to the Lot Impact Trophy watch list. The Watt, the Lot Impact, not Watt, Lot Impact Trophy watch list. We missed this information a couple weeks ago. I wanted to circle back and get to it because I thought it was kind of cool. TCU linebacker Johnny Hodges and cornerback Josh Newton have been named to the watch list for the 2023 Lot Impact Trophy, named after pro NFL Hall of Famer Ronnie Lott. The Lot Trophy is presented annually to the defensive player who makes the biggest impact for his team on and off the field. So it's kind of like you got to be good on the field and you also have to do community service. You got to do a little bit something here, a little bit something there. It's not just for performance on the field. It's not just for being a good guy in the classroom and in the community. You got to be a baller in both categories. And both those guys are Hodges, 2022 Big 12 Defensive Newcomer of the Year, second team all-conference, had a team-best 87 tackles, 9.5 for a loss, and Newton was first team all-Big 12 in his first season at TCU, started all 15 games, ranked second on the team, and in the Big 12 with 12 pass breakups. So keep an eye out. Johnny Hodges, cornerback Josh Newton, both listed on the Lot Impact Trophy watch list. Kind of going to have a bunch of different watch lists come out as the season gets closer and closer. We'll try to keep you up to date on all of those. Some of them, like Sunny Dykes, I think won a career best. I think it was a uh, a personal best amount of trophies. I don't think anybody's won more trophies than Sunny Dykes did last year as the, the TCU head football coach. They gave that guy every single trophy. I think they gave them the key to the city. Might give them the key to the two other cities, too. He got he won more awards than anybody else, and of course we mentioned the big ones. You know, coach of the year, coach of the year, coach of the year for however different coach of the year awards they give out. But we didn't mention all of them because not all of them are important. I think that if you win the uh, 
Pasadena, Little Miss uh, Piggy Pageant. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not going to get the same care as the Home Depot Coach of the Year as voted on by the coaches, right? I It's just, it's honest. I'm honest with you guys. I try to be as honest as possible. Uh, this award, though, the Lot Impact Trophy, that is one that I've heard of before, so it's one that we're going to care about. All right, we're going to wrap up the show with how we always wrap up the show. It's almost like a cliche at this point talking about women's basketball to end the show. But I think that it's fair. I think it's smart that we do it this way because if you care about women's basketball at TCU, this is where you can just jump to. Jump to the end of the podcast because you know this is where you get your TCU women's basketball content. Nobody else is doing it the way that we do it over here on the Hypnotoad podcast. Let's get into it. All right. Another transfer from Matt Campbell, Jaden Owen. You might have heard of her before. She's a five-star recruit out of Plano West in 2019. She's concluding her career in Fort Worth. She signed a financial aid agreement to join TCU women's basketball as a graduate student for the 2023-24 season, as announced by head coach Campbell. The 5'8 guard, she brings 109 career collegiate appearances to Fort Worth. She spent three seasons at Baylor after signing out of UCLA at a high school ahead of the 2019-2020 campaign. Now, remember, that campaign cut short due to COVID, so she has an extra year of eligibility. She took the reins of the Lady Bears offense last winter, starting as Baylor's primary ball handler of 30-32 contests. She averaged a career-high eight points, around six assists, and three rebounds. She led Lady Bears in both assists per game and total assists with 184. Now, TCU's getting a good one, clearly. You always love to rob another team in the conference to bring some of that talent to Fort Worth. I'm always going to be a fan of that. I'm never going to disagree with somebody who says that when a team or a player switches uh, teams in the conference, that it's not a good thing. It's always a good thing, I think. Always a good thing. Jay Owens brings an interesting uh, wrinkle because she's not going to be starting, I don't think, for this TCU team. There's already a couple of point guards that Campbell's brought in. There's always a couple of players who are going to have the ball in their hands. And at near six assists per games, that's great for college basketball. I, you know, that's very good. It's a solid college basketball assist to turnover ratio. I'm curious to see where she fits in in the rotation. Now, again, Mark Campbell's first season in Fort Worth, he's already brought more five-star recruits to TCU than just about any other program in the country. I don't think that there's been a head coach in the last 10 years who is going to try to make a change as dramatic as Mark Campbell is. Because I say again, women's basketball did not get any play on this podcast. It did not get any play on the majority of podcasts across the country and across the Big 12 because of how bad they were. They weren't. There's nothing to talk about. If I have a podcast, I'm not going to spend time talking about a team that is getting boat raced every single weekend. I'm just not. I refuse to. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to you. But Coach Campbell's doing something special here. He's trying to turn the program around. Now, Kim Mulkey, of course, is the first name that comes to mind when you talk about a quick change. LSU women's basketball was not as bad as TCU women's basketball was. I should say is because right now they haven't played a game. They're not going to play a game for a bunch of months. There's a ton of time left to figure out what this team looks like. There's still a ton of time left to recruit. There's still a time, ton of time left to go get uh, transfer players. And if you know Mark Campbell, if you listen to the podcast before, you know what I think. He's going to continue to go get those guys because that is the type of coach he is. He's coming in, 
pedigree from Oregon. He knows what it looks like to win. He knows what it looks like to build a contending team. And I say this every time we talk about these teams. Texas is on their way out. There's new teams coming to the conference. There's a power vacuum. TCU, men's and women's sports, are trying to be that team that rises to the top. They want to be the team that when people are talking about the Big 12, they're talking about TCU. They're not talking about TCU football. They're not talking about TCU baseball or men's basketball, women's basketball. They're talking about TCU as a program, right, as an athletic department. Hey, what's the best athletic department in the Big 12? Well, for a long time it wasn't TCU, and I want to say that now it's going to be. I think that that's the the change that we're going to see. Uh, All right, that's going to wrap up the podcast this week. Big games for TCU baseball. Big, big games for TCU baseball. Next week we'll talk about Kansas State. We'll talk about what the Big 12 tournament looks like. We'll talk about what TCU needs to do to win the Big 12 tournament. All the reminder, rate, review, subscribe, the podcast, wherever you get said podcast. You love the Hypnotoad podcast. If you love me, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, wherever you get your podcast. You follow me on Twitter at Andrew underscore Zimmel. I am high right now on Victor Wembanyama. My San Antonio Spurs are going to be great for another 20 years. So you're going to see a lot of those tweets. But, of course, we'll talk about TCU baseball as well. And send a screenshot of your review on Apple Podcasts to Pete Mundo at College Sports or at HarlandCollegeSports.com. That's Pete Mundo, the big boss. Pete, M-U-N-D-O, at HarlandCollegeSports.com. Send a screenshot of your, of your review on Apple Podcast and uh, win a free Heartland College Sports koozie. That'll do it for us. We'll be back next week with more TCU sports on the Hypnotoad Podcast on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. See you guys next week.